This is a wild conversation. Hi, my name is Callum Hughes. I'm a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And I'm Ashley Isaac, also a zookeeper here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And today we're joined by Mitch Gardner with WPC, and he's going to share us with us. I don't actually know the topic we're going to talk about today. It's a mystery. <laughs> well, I figured I'd give a bit of an update on conservation and uh, what's been going on on WPC's end. Nice. It's, yeah, it's exciting. I heard, I, I definitely during the summer saw you making sure that those butterfly, was it, were they in cocoons at the time? Making sure they were keeping nice and cool when we ever had the, when we had the heat waves and yeah, whatnot. Well, the heat waves were more so happening when uh, they had just sort of emerged. There was a big heat wave. Um, and basically through adulthood and uh, also uh, with some of the caterpillars. Um, so with the adults, it's pretty important to keep them at a fairly stable temperature. So uh, where they're kept, um, sometimes sometimes in their enclosures, they can get a little bit hot, right? Just because, you know, no matter what, where you keep them, it's sort of trapping heat, mm. right? Um, and where we have them normally, our conservation corner, um, it's basically like a, there's a hut and there's sort of outdoors and that is uh, basically your two temperatures. So sometimes during the hottest heat waves, it's a little bit safer just to bring them into the animal care center where it's around 24 degrees. Fair dues. I, I definitely was hanging out by the uh, AC or a fan whenever I got the chance. Yeah, pretty <laughs> hot. I was wearing like two layers still. Because I'm believe you. crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's something wrong with me. You're cold blooded. I'm I am, certain I'm, you're cold blooded. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much proof that lizard people are real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get on you stay away from social media now. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also understand that you've been doing a lot of work because there's been stories in the news regarding the releases of the endangered western painted turtle right yeah so um so we've actually done releases for um, turtles and we're about to do frogs but turtles um we've released 170 this summer approximately. yeah um, and we right now have about i think what did i count 160 to 170 um baby ones that just hatched in the last couple of weeks in our vivarium so right now that's kind of what we're doing in terms of turtles so besides from feeding the uh, slightly older turtles uh, and releasing the oldest turtles, we are basically um, processing all of the uh, eggs we've collected over the summer. Um, so we collect eggs from uh, risky areas such as uh, like roadsides, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we raise them for a couple of years and then we release them back into that same area where we found them. Um, so there is actually record a record number in terms of our nest monitoring program um, of nesting encounters. Uh, so we have uh, quite a few eggs. So like I said, about 160 to 170 baby eggs right now. Um, and um, That's awesome. Or sorry, those are the ones that have hatched. Yeah. There's, there's even more in eggs. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. so hopefully we'll be over 200 uh, babies because not every egg yeah. hatches, but uh, yeah. a lot of them have so far. So it's been busy work going through and basically giving them their first sort of doctor's checkup. Like yeah. uh, measuring them all, weighing them, and taking pictures of their little carapaces. That sounds honestly super adorable. I've it been in that room adorable. a few times and just watching all the little baby turtles They're swimming so around in their little areas. 
Oh, I think I, I think them. you're the reason that when I go to the vets, you know, they tell you if you've got more than one problem, you have to book a double appointment. I can't imagine a vet check for like 200 oh, yeah. baby turtles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's oh, taking yeah. so long? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's, well, yeah, it's a, definitely uh, usually a, a, um, it's about a monthly activity for us. Uh, we try to weigh them every month to see how they're doing. That basically tells us, you know, are we feeding them enough? Uh, do we need to feed them more? Uh, generally not less because you know we want them to grow big mm-hmm. and strong right um and uh, just kind of double check on them see if they're growing right uh, see if certain individuals uh see how they're doing right um so it's, it's quite cute um initially we take pictures of their carapaces uh to identify them so they each have unique uh markings on the undersides of their shells um, i'll have to post on social media at some point please um, tell me you have one named greg we can have one named Greg. Yeah, we, we may, can. That'll be the, we can put it on our <laughs> list of names. Yeah, we'll have the, one. The death we get, look we I'm name getting them. from <laughs> I, I can't say this on the podcast because there's no words to describe it. I'm just glaring. So <laughs> while Ashley's talking, yeah. just imagine. Yeah, he is glaring. <laughs> oh, I live off of this kind of energy. So I got to ask. Um, I understand that turtles have... Uh, sex determin- uh, temperature-dependent sex determination. I knew that. So that means like at certain temperatures or temperature ranges, you get boys, certain temperatures, you get mixed sex and certain temperatures, you get just females. How do you account for that in a captive breeding program? Um, So we have, uh, we have, we basically just have two sets of incubators. So we keep, uh, we have about half of them are um, warmer incubators where we keep the temperature at about 29 degrees. uh, And those are ones that are for our females. And then we uh, have ones at 24 degrees Celsius, and that's the ones for our males. So we do about an even ratio, but um, I suppose if we wanted to, we could uh, say, oh, we want all females this year. Oh, we want all all males. As far as I'm aware, I think we generally try to keep it fairly even. Um, But yeah, that's how we account for that. And we, we, because it's not perfect, right? Um, I mean, sometimes there are just going to be males in the female incubator. We do take note of which incubator they were in. Um, so when they get old enough that we can sex them, um, then uh, we can confirm if it is or isn't a uh, male or female. Okay, that's yeah. really cool. I, f- yeah. I feel like that's one of those species that's gonna end up being really harshly affected by climate change. Sure, yeah. Potentially, sure. you know? Like if the world actually like warms, warms up, and then sure. their sex ratios get all messed up. It'll be all, it'll be a <laughs> all female, well, and then, world. Yeah. and then it just means that your program's even more important, right? Sure, yeah, definitely. <laughs> to get those boys out there. Yeah, true. Exactly. <laughs> Theoretically, in that situation, we yeah. could, uh, yeah, sure, introduce more males into the population. Or we're going to have to find out if there's, like, an, any way that they're naturally avoiding it, like any uh, variation in their nest site location yeah, choices. Or they would just dig yeah, deeper sure, to find yeah. cooler, shall, like, cooler, deeper areas. Or. or maybe the species needs to migrate further north to, to still persist or something like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. It would sure. be really interesting. There's so many questions you could ask about that. Sure, yeah. And you know what? Uh, that's kind of a cool thing about working with WPC is that um, we basically we are constantly trying to learn more about what we're doing and about the species we're working with. So, uh, you know, we really actively are reading um, peer-reviewed literature and stuff like that and trying to incorporate that into our captive breeding programs or other conservation programs, uh, trying to take that knowledge and put it into use. So it's not just sort of ivory tower stuff, you know, like uh, trying to actually take the information and do yeah. something with it, right? We're always trying to better ourselves. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Sometimes when you're trying to help, you might not necessarily be 
helping or you might be bringing up totally new problems for example yeah. or something that you didn't even know was a problem might actually have been solved by someone else and you're just like oh look at that <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah. um so we we also um so we also raise frogs as you guys know yeah. um so what when i first started they were all little tadpoles um and at this point um, most of the this year's babies are fro- that we have left with us are little froglets which are basically like teenager frogs. They're sort of between a a tadpole and a frog. So they have four legs, a little bit of a tail. They're quite small, a lot smaller than our adult frogs. Um, And they are about ready for release. And I think next week, I think next week, we're going to be releasing them. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, into the wild. So we're going to release next week around uh, 1,300. Jeez. Yeah, in total, we'll have released uh, 2,300. That is, that is... Wow. A yeah. few more than the turtles. Yeah, yeah I mean, just they lay so many eggs, right? Yeah. Like the egg masses they make are enormous. So yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be, uh, it's going to be bittersweet to see them go. Um, it's nice to come in every day and see your little baby froglets and feed them and take mm-hmm. care of them and clean them. Um, but yeah, I'll be happy to see them out making their way into the wild and uh, producing more little baby organ spotted frogs. That's super exciting. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. We also uh, we have about 1,600 uh, little caterpillar tailors, checkers, bot butterflies, which will be released come spring. Um, also, right now, Ravens Brewing uh, has put out their um, their social butterfly 2.0. Um, so oh, yeah. if you're listening and you're in the area, you should definitely check it out. It's strawberry rhubarb, and it's a sour. Oh, my gosh. Yep, uh, definitely worth checking out. I got had the opportunity to go to the brewery and brewery, hard word to say, and see uh, how it's made. The rural that's really brewer. cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty awesome that you uh, get paid to go somewhere and drink on the job, <laughs> and it supports conservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, pretty that's, sick. that's super cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely tried it out. It was good, um, and it was cool to see how it's done. And um, it was great to uh, talk to the people at. Ravens Brewing. They're um, really enthusiastic about the project and they're really helping us out. Strawberry rhubarb just makes me think of pies. Yeah. My mm. grandmother always used to make strawberry rhubarb pies. Yeah, those are the best ones. <laughs> makes me think ones. summer too, those those yeah. those flavors yeah, too. Definitely. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice to have that kind of way that you can contribute to conservation. You know, it's an easy way for someone who might not have the time or whatnot, just pick up a six pack and take it home. Sure, yeah. Or a good gift to someone. I also do not drink at all, but now I have a drink that I can buy for my family when I go to their house and I can talk about something else because I don't know anything about alcohol. I mean, put that on my Christmas list if you want. I'll I'll take that for sure. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That's all you're getting for gifts from (laughs) now on. for sure. I mean, supporting butterfly conservation sounds like a pretty big gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, really cool and unique way to uh, support conservation. Yeah, it's super cool. I never thought that you could support conservation by just going and buying yourself a beer. Yeah. How the world has changed. It's it's very intuitive. <laughs> I've heard of like conservation projects that do the same yeah. thing, selling clothing, for example, to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was like someone selling for pangolins or for sea otters, um, t-shirts and whatnot. Not sea otters, giant river otters from the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple that uh, friends and family have bought me, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Cool, very cool. Um, I've been meaning to ask: Is there any plans for anything for the turtles or for the frogs in that regard? Then, not that I've heard of, but that's not to say that something isn't 
going to happen at some point. I mm-hmm. just haven't heard of it yet. But yeah, but okay. Would be, it would be really cool to um, uh, to do that. I mean, this this specific project, um, uh, Ravens Brewing, uh, they actually selected the Taylor's Checker Spot out of, out of all of our species, so that feels good. Um, you know, usually, especially especially in conservation corner, the turtles are uh, are the uh, superstars. Mm-hmm. Like all the kids love yeah. the turtles. So it's nice that the butterflies get yeah. some recognition. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. nice. Seeing I my butterflies ya. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely trying to give them some shine. You know, um, us, we as zookeepers completely understand that because you've got kind of like the stars of the show that everyone loves, and then you've got the other animals. You're like, tortoises are really cool too. Yeah, I have capybaras over here. They're awesome. I love the capybara. That's I think my favorite animal to see. Oh really? Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah, they're really cute. No, everyone comes by and they're like, "Where are your lions?" It's like, you know, I have flamingos right here. They're very cool (laughs) birds. You should check them out. (laughs) Uh, That's the entire reason we have umbrella species, Mm -hmm. like species that we get the um, that you would highlight so that the public would protect a habitat um so that you can protect a range of other species very true Mm. it might be really hard to convince people to protect an endangered species of leech sure but if it was living in tiger habitat for example it would be very easy to get people on board for protecting tigers that's one of the things right the animals that get the most recognition and the most work uh for them are things like the giant panda Mm -hmm. because people are like that's adorable Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it does make you wonder sometimes if if human beings are selecting for cuteness in the wild if you know I what mean, i mean or i'm or, selecting yeah. for cuteness so <laughs> <laughs> when i was younger that's how i picked my pokemon cards yeah entirely based on how cute they were <laughs> there that's fair some right. meta study i read and i'm kind of uh, paraphrasing it um but i believe it had to do with reintroduction projects um species reintroductions and they were saying that invertebrates are basically um the least sort of reintroduced species so things like mammals and reptiles are generally more focused on um so that um i think that's another i'm going to pitch for butterfly conservation there which is really interesting too because if you really think about it there are way more invertebrates in the world than there are sure mammals reptiles even like combined like invertebrates take up so much mass if you're just thinking individuals yeah definitely, definitely. i've heard that yeah. not to mention like the processes they're involved in right it's decomposition uh, mm-hmm. pollination like yeah. butterflies they're super super important they're so just important not cute enough enough apparently to some yeah. people that's not to say that mammals and reptiles don't deserve reintroduction and conservation either just uh, we still love you guys we still, we still love, love you, you but, guys. Yeah. but the butterflies, but we love the butterflies. <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah, I love seeing, uh, sometimes I pass by some of the ponds and you see a muskrat stuffing its face full of grass. <gasps> All yeah, the time. Taking it down to make sure it's, they build nests right out of the grass. They store it up for winter, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not actually entirely certain about muskrats. I don't know a lot about them, so. But they're so cool. They're they are totally, really cool. There's a um, family of bald eagles that uh, nests right by conservation corner so yeah, all day long they've been there for years yeah. i love them very they're convenient so cool. that it's north america that is yeah. it you know like, yeah you know it's like it's pretty they, cool yeah they place themselves well yeah we know. had the perfect north american habitat and we they were really like do. wow this is a great place to move yeah. into no, sure. 100%. the north american section is actually really cool because uh if you pay attention <laughs> up there we've got probably the most squirrels stealing from stuff we've got quite a few garter snakes like it's mm. a very cool area there are not just looking at the animals but paying attention to the ground around you right mm. there are also a ton of violet green swallows earlier in the uh, season Ooh, that yes. hang out there 
So anytime in the spring or the early summer when you mm-hmm. show up, um, uh, just above the, where the elks are, there are usually uh, usually a whole crew of violet green swallows. So if you're yes. into birds, that's a cool place to see them. We actually also get quite a bit big variety of waterfowl here, oh, which cool. is really cool because I do like I enjoy going bird watching with uh, my boyfriend. And sometimes I'm out here, I'm like, whoa, we've got really cool birds literally at work right now. It's so cool. I always I think it would be cool to have a bird uh, like a birding event like outing at the zoo. Oh, that would be really cool. It would be a cool place to to show people around and like kind of do a tour of the zoo and uh, tour of the, especially like in the springtime when there's a lot going on in terms of birds here. When like Um, 80% of them are mallard ducks. Yeah, (laughs) sure. And toes. Yeah. I know so many. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool native species here. I definitely see garter snakes as well. Right. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Yeah. And so many frogs. I've seen so many of those tree frogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This totally. year. I don't know Tons. how they do it, but they sneak into the cat house all the time, which is really <laughs> nice, though, because um, they'll eat all the mosquitoes. Yeah. So in yeah. the summer, I'm just like, yes, come to the cat house. I love you. <laughs> I got one that looks really upset every time I take the hose out in, um, uh, in one of the barns. It's basically a green hose, so it blends in perfectly with that hose. But the second I pull it out, the frog abandons the hose, and it just sits there and waits for me to finish clearing <laughs> out the barn, looking really upset, really annoyed, until I put it back. And it climbs straight up the wall, goes straight back to that hose, because it knows exactly what it blends into. That's so, awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy that wildlife can speak to you that way, and that we just share our space with natural wildlife, too. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. So this has been a, an interesting conversation. Um, it was great to hear about the success stories with um, the change in the social butterfly drink, social butterfly 2.0, hearing mm-hmm. about the uh, success of the Western painted turtles and the fact that you'll be recent, uh, soon releasing those uh, froglets. Yeah. Um, it's also really been nice talking. To yeah, it's also been nice talking to you, Mitch. We also like you. Yeah, we like you guys too. Thanks. <laughs> Come visit more often, yeah? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Well, if anyone has any questions for us or for WPC, do not hesitate to contact us at podcast at gvzoo.com or DM us on our social media. I'm Callum Hughes. And I'm Ashley Isaac. I'm Mitch. And this has been A A Wild Wild Conversation. Conversation.